Hey, baby, do you like what I got for Valentine's Day next Sunday? It's a pink one-piece thong. I'm actually going to try it on during the Super Bowl to see if it fits. I bet it will look real sexy, babe. Three hours later. Second down, 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. To Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We are the FN podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. Every episode, we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan. I'm your pessimist host and Chicago fan, Furious George, and I'm here with my miserable co host and Detroit fan, the man in the Michigan hat. Man, in the Michigan hat, what is going on today? The Buccaneers absolutely clapped the cheeks of Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Calvin Johnson to the Hall. Carson Wentz to the Bears. D. Rose to the Knicks. The Super Bowl streaker to the Clank. Man in the Michigan hat and Furious George to the Vent Sesh. Oh, all right. Let's jump right into it. What is your vent? this week well originally i wrote down that my wife won't tell me valentine's day plans because earlier today when i was planning out this episode she was like (laughs) she was like all right i'm excited for this weekend and i was like oh yeah why is that like obviously i know it's i know i know it's valentine's day but like what you know clearly she put planned something and she wouldn't tell me well update she told me uh (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> um, so it's not my vent anymore. My vent is, and this is important okay. for all you listeners to know. Um, this might be, you know, I already have like a facial twitch and sniffle. This is going to be an extra sniffly episode because, you know, I record out here in my garage and it's like single digit degrees outside. I'm wearing a winter hat and gloves right now. Um, uh, but that's just shows you how committed I am to this, to you fans, um and to this podcast um and i yeah i I contemplated wearing my long underwear Uh, i i am not currently it might change mid-episode you never know um but to kind of commit to the bit instead of having a hot drink i have a vanilla porter because it's kind of a wintry style drink Mm. it is ice cold which doesn't help but (laughs) hopefully i get that Uh, my brother-in-law calls it like a beer coat where you drink enough alcohol yep. and you get hot yep. from it. Face gets a little warm. Yep. Yeah. So that's what we're working well, towards. All I can say is you're a hero. Um, thank you for your service and everything you do for our show and for our country. We're all proud of yep. you. Back Happy home. to do it. Um, happy to be on the front line. Yep. And my vent is also about the winter weather. I have never been a big complainer about winter because... I, I don't know, cold weather Bro. typically hasn't really gotten to me. Bro, 
but man, I, dude, I was just telling my wife earlier today that I and I, I'm I'm not even that old. Like listeners, I'm in my twenties, okay, <laughs> but I I already can understand yep. why old people are always complaining about the weather and are always talking about moving somewhere warm. Not even for retirement. Yeah, like. My parents yeah. and a lot of their friends have talked about like, oh, maybe we'll move to Texas or we'll move to Georgia. Or, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I'm younger, I'm like, why? But now I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, it makes the, all the sense in the world. <laughs> I totally get why Brady decided to leave Foxborough to go to Tampa <laughs> right. now. It all, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's so after actually after the gym this morning. It was I shower there and I leave and my hair's still kind of wet and I get in the car the like the temperature says six degrees outside and my hair is frozen nice. solid like a layer of ice in my hair it took like the whole drive to work to thaw out <laughs> um it it's just i'm i'm over it i think it's because i'm getting older like you said too <laughs> like i don't know what it is but so i grew up in michigan obviously so i should be used to warm weather but i don't know man i, I just can't do the cold weather anymore A- after watching outer banks twice now um, I basically was born and raised on the beach, honestly. Like, it's my culture. It's who I am. Um, I'm going to grow my hair out. I'm going to start wearing ankle bracelets. I'm going to get a Salt Life bumper sticker. And I'm going to wear button-down shirts with the top eight buttons undone. I'm going to move to Florida to be with Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, I just am not built for the winter anymore. It, I don't know when that changed. It was sometime this year. You were but. about as hypocritical as a Packers fan just now because you said, <laughs> I grew up in Michigan but I was born and raised on the beach. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> the beaches of Lake Superior? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sunny Lake Erie. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess you were more on that side of Michigan, right? Mm, yeah. Right, yeah. But the good side. Dude, Lake Superior, <laughs> though, have you been by Lake Superior? Yeah, it's insane. It's so cool. you, Yeah. It feels like you can drink. You, you straight can't from even the stand. Lake. Right, it's like drinking an aquafina. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> like I'm like you'll be there in July, and I swear there's still icebergs <laughs> in the water. It's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, but it's seriously like I've never Michigan seen is water a frozen so clear. wasteland. I've, no, it's clear. It's cold. It's like it's cool to. It's just not swimming. Like swimming water you know yeah like it's cool to go up and like get a cabin and just see the water but it's brutal i've heard people talk about like cliff jumping or rock jumping at lake superior and i always hear people say like it's a lot of fun but you like have to get out of the water like pretty much right after you jump in because you will get hypothermia Mm -hmm. if you don't (laughs) (laughs) it's really great except for you have to stop right away or you'll (laughs) die but other than that it's great best time of my life (laughs) Right. <laughs> well, speaking of people having yeah. the time so, of their lives, I, I, yeah. Tom Brady, mm. Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown had the times of their lives down in Tampa Bay. Hmm. And that's all we got to say. So, let's should we move on to the next news topic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Great game. Obviously, great accomplishment for them. But, um, yeah. No. Any thoughts? I mean, we'll have our scorecast later this week. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on like the game itself or things you didn't expect or yeah, like 
any monumental changes to any players' legacies, which has been talked about a lot. But like, what are your thoughts on the significance of the game? All right, so here's you know? here's what I want to get into, and I, I was joking, like we won't, we'll spend a lot of time talking about this right now about the Super Bowl. Biggest, yeah. it's the biggest news story, um, frankly. And here's the deal: <clears throat> I picked the but the Bucks. I bet the money line on the Bucks, but I never felt good about it. I always was like, I just have this feeling that the Chiefs are going to win. Um, yeah, and but I was I picked them regardless. Just I think more because I wanted the Bucks to win because, and a lot of people have been confused yeah. about this. So let me explain this here. If this has not made, been made clear by you and I uh, early in the past few weeks. We're both cheering for the Bucks because Packers fans continue to make wild claims that Brady is not the GOAT. And I'm cheering for the Bucks because every win Brady has, especially a Super Bowl win, just adds to his resume as the GOAT and further separates him from whoever could be the next contentious GOAT. And... Mm-hmm. We talk about how we hate both Packers fans and Colts fans. And Colts fans, yep. it's super cool that Peyton Manning is first ballot Hall of Famer, but he is not the GOAT. I don't mm-hmm. care what you say. Aaron Rodgers, it's super cool. He had the miracle in Motown. He's not the GOAT. Like, th- there's... Is it? <laughs> to many, it's right. cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah. so, anyway, I was kind of... I was expecting it, the Bucks to play really well I wasn't sure I, I really thought this was going to be a very close one possession game and when it gets down to that it really is up in the air in terms of what happens because yeah. it's kind of about mm-hmm. you know who gets the call who gets the bounce of the ball um, who gets the field position all these things that are kind of purely chance um, yeah and just for all the Brady haters out there, you can complain about the refs all you want, but <laughs> the Bucks won by twenty two points. Like I don't know, I, I don't know. Like, are you saying the refs like, gave away three touchdowns plus worth of points? That seems hard to believe. When you when when the Chiefs didn't even score a touchdown, you know, like yeah, it it goes back to the whole. I will agree. There was a couple of calls that I thought didn't need the flag didn't need to be thrown whether the ball was uncatchable or something there was which there's going to be some of those in every game I would actually say yeah the Packers fans in their game had more reason to complain because they are I think the officiating had a bigger impact on that game and I'm still not going to take anything away from Brady and the Bucks for winning the, that. the Packers um, game the the call at the end of the game the controversial one was not the incorrect mm-hmm. call it had just not been called no. all game, so it was inconsistent. Exactly, it wasn't incorrect. The the one every Packers fans on Twitter has been apparently had bookmarked in their phone and been like posting of. I think Lazard getting his shoulder pads pulled. Yes, that should have been a hold, obviously. Um, but in this game specifically, even in that game, we've already talked about that. But the Buccaneers still win that game. Like, and in this one, I, there's. The officiating was talked about a lot on Twitter as far as like live reaction to the game, but as far as looking back on it, it had very little impact on the game as opposed to other clear mismatches, 
um, schemes, like all the other things that go into winning a game, officiating's way down there on the list as far as why the uh, why the Bucks won this game. And I, I think what's most astonishing in this game is the fact that the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. Like yep. it. You can say, yeah, it's astonishing the Chiefs only had single-digit points. That's astonishing, too. But the fact that they didn't even score a single touchdown is ridiculous to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it's in, unfathomable, really. And I don't know. There's been a lot of talk of people saying, oh, this was a really boring game. This wasn't really the classic we were promised and whatever. Well, yeah, it wasn't the classic because you were expecting mm-hmm. a you know 37-34 to shootout. Well, just be, like I, and I know I was rooting for the Bucks, but I enjoyed the heck out of watching the Bucks linemen run wild. Mm-hmm. They wreaked havoc all over Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, and it sometimes like obviously I don't want Pat Mahomes to get hurt, but just watching. Mm-hmm the swarm like in today's nfl you just don't see defensive plays like that anymore and the consistent Mm -hmm. barrage that they brought was nothing short of impressive so for me i really enjoyed with just their front four really yeah it it was and i know the chiefs and with just their front four they did it and the chiefs only had one healthy starter on the line and obviously that probably played a big role in this game um and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure Brady haters would say he's lucky that they caught that break, but I don't know. I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to tell you, Brady haters. Like I understand the luck argument. I do because all sports are random. I get it. That's like part of the point. But you can't. How yep. can you say he's lucky? Ten times to play, seven times to win a Super Bowl. That seems just seems crazy you as you said in one of our episodes it's well, the like, sample size it's too yeah. large of a sample size to yeah. actually suggest that he's been lucky exactly and there is an element of luck like you said in all sports and that's just part of the game like you could luck goes against him too it's very easy to run the run it back and say the david tyree helmet catch was one of the flukiest plays in super bowl history and if that doesn't happen brady wins another one Mm -hmm. so take away let's take away i don't know the tuck rule season and give him that one instead and he still has the same numbers you know like it goes both ways people who hate him just remember and and i'd say like a fluky play like that is more of more luck or bad luck than having a good defense. I I don't get where that whole narrative comes from where if you have a good defense, somehow your Super Bowl doesn't count or isn't worth as much. Like it, you count on your teammates. It, Rogers, it, there's that's the element of Rogers Super go, Bowl. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember the Super Bowl as well, but the NFC Championship game against the Bears, you know who won yeah, that Roger game? Rodgers played horribly. Yeah. The the Packers yep. defense won that game, but nobody yep. ever says that. Yep, exactly. And I mean, Eli Manning, nobody's arguing he's the GOAT, but he has won two Super Bowls in large part thanks to against his defense. Tom Brady. And I'm not taking anything against Tom Brady. And nobody's going to say, well, really, Brady should have won those because Eli's defense bailed him out. Why doesn't it work that way? Right. You know, 
just the inconsistency is frustrating. I mean, even you talk about another sport, Jordan. Like, nobody looks back on Michael Jordan's legacy and takes anything away from him because, well, Steve Kerr made that big shot. (laughs) And, you know, Rodman had a key block. And really, Rodman kind of bailed him out. You know, like, that's not how it works. (laughs) It's a... It's a team sport, and he's the most important person on that team, but it's still a team sport. As, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. But you, you want to say Brady, you know, Brady's not the most important? Look at the Patriots this year. You want to say Jordan's not the most important? Look at the Bulls mm-hmm. in the years he was playing baseball. Like, yep. it, it's just it, those players make the difference. It, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, other thoughts sure. on the game. Um the halftime show was better than I thought it would be. Pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. Kind of weird, but <laughs> better than I thought. Um, yeah. It, it was passable. Yeah. Least. Uh, which, I mean, is kind of a, like a backhanded compliment, but compared to other halftime shows, which we're going to get to later in the episode, passable is pretty high ranked when it comes to halftime it's, shows. It's, there's just not very many good halftime shows. That, uh, no. And, and it, it's hard for me i mean when you consider the conditions like compare the halftime show to almost any other concert a musician performs yep. in or a singer in any other concert they have like hours of sound checks they have all this time to prepare and rehearse and figure out all right you know this is the way the choreography is going to work on the stage the pyrotechnics over here here all this stuff they have all this stuff lined up and in the Super Bowl, it's like, okay, guys, we have 30 minutes. We have one 30-minute extended halftime period. We have to have one seven-minute uh, uh, segment of coverage, and then we have a 15-minute uh, performance where you have to perform yeah. eight songs or whatever. And it's like – In 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like – it's pretty intense, and so I give a lot of these singers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're getting paid buco bucks, but I give them credit for like yeah. when when they work out as well as some of them do. I give them a lot of credit mm-hmm. for that. But uh, that's a good point. Yep. I, as far as like other game notes, um, I freaking loved watching Gronk go crazy. Like <laughs> that was so much fun. It was such a cool throwback. I didn't feel like watching the Patriots it again. Did. Gronk by himself across the middle. Yep. With, yeah, like three feet taller than any def- defensive yep. players. You know, it's just, it was cool. Like, he's one of those guys where whether you love or hate him, like, there's things I like about him. There's things How that can anybody me hate about him? him? But, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, he's just objectively, a guy like him is just good for the game. Like, like he's entertaining. Can, he is unique. You can say, oh, well, he's a partier. Yeah, but he's, like, never actually like, gotten in, like, legal trouble or anything. Yeah, like right. he is he's just the best <laughs> and i i mean yeah. honestly if you want to talk about goats this game was like the goat tight ends probably that you're going to look at like it's a good point yeah i mean at least that that would be interesting like where do they rank as far as like antonio gates and tony gonzalez uh-huh. you know like two of the top i'd say yeah two definitely two top 10 all-time tight ends um I mean, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. At least their trajectories are. I'd say Gronk is probably already securely in the. The top reason 10 Gronk sure. is so significant is because he, along with Aaron Hernandez, but those two 
changed the game mm-hmm. because never before were teams using two tight ends in yep. their sets or not not often and not effectively. Mm-hmm. But when Gronk and Hernandez were both on the field during those those years, th- I mean, there was it was a matchup nightmare for every team. Um, and now all the yeah, time you hear teams talk. You, at least one of them. Now all the time you hear teams sorry, talking about. Oh, we have the U tight end, then we have the Y tight end. This one's the blocking tight end that yep. can swing out and catch little dump passes here or there. But our U tight end mm-hmm. is the one who's going to go out and play wide receiver, basically. But as a tight end build, uh, it's mm-hmm. just crazy. But it is crazy, yeah. And it's it, it's a matchup nightmare, like you said, because the whole thing you want to avoid is a good receiving tight end matched up against a linebacker. And if you have two tight ends, you're basically you have to match one up against right. a linebacker. Like there's no other option. And so, yeah, it, it's it's a cool like chess match as far as if you're able to do that, or even if you only have one and you have a guy like Gronk who can catch screen passes. Like he's not just a downfield yep. threat. Like you can he can catch it and run after the yep. catch. Uh, it's just it's fun to watch because sure. it's so unique. So that um, yeah, was good. Do you have any favorite commercial? I don't really pay attention much to the okay. commercials, honestly. Like, I kind of vaguely watch them. I know, like, Will Ferrell was in one that was kind of funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I kind of, I think this year, because I last, this is the first Super Bowl that I've been active on Twitter. Um, so, like, Super Bowl or commercial breaks, I was just scrolling through my feed. So, yeah, I honestly didn't really pay attention to much. Did you? I kind of, um, <laughs> my, my daughters are being kind of loud. <laughs> during during the first half of the game uh so yeah. i missed a lot of the commercials because obviously the game itself i can keep up with with other things mm-hmm. going on um right. and then like in the second half of the game my wife and i were kind of like we were kind of having a semi-serious conversation like in and out of the of the game so it was like mm-hmm. you know I'm, i missed some but i tried to go back and watch some uh I don't. I can't yeah. say I have a favorite necessarily, but I was really excited about the Wayne's World one, and I think I Cardi B I being in it just ruined it for me. Like, I love Wayne's oh, World. I heard about, and they had to bring yeah. in Cardi B, and I like, and I I don't even hate Cardi B, but it was just like just let Wayne's World be Wayne's World. Um, yeah, a crossover that kind of doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> I think the best yeah. commercials were. That like the best executed ones in my opinion were the T-Mobile ones. Do you see those? Okay, which one? Which ones were those? I probably <clears throat> so there were two. Did, but... There were two different ones. Uh, one was released pre Super Bowl, and it was Brady talking to Gronk after last. Oh, is that the where they're laughing, like sitting in the chairs talking to each other? Or no, so Brady's sitting. So this is. The, it, the commercial takes place after last offseason, so after Brady's last season with the Patriots, okay. and he's sitting at home, and he FaceTimes Gronk, and he's like, Gronk, I just don't know what I should do, and Gronk is like playing golf in the warm weather, and he's like, he's like, dude, retire, he's like, he's like, you retire now, you'll be in, you'll be in soft sand, uh, you'll be in soft sands in a week. And he's like, maybe I'll even join you. And then the commercial says, but with a bad connection, what Brady actually heard was, and Gronk says, retirement? That's soft. Weak. He said, you should go win another one. Like, 
<laughs> and he maybe I'll even join it's you. Funny. And then it fast forwards yeah, to Br- Brady's press conference, and he's like, I've decided I'm going to go try to win another one, and Gronk's <laughs> coming with me. <laughs> and Gronk's sitting in retirement, and he's like, I'm retired from retirement? It's, it is funny. Then they had another commercial <laughs> like that. Great, yeah. That was um, also kind of plugging the voice, I think, because it was Gwen Stefani. Um, she <laughs> FaceTimes Adam Levine, and she's like, Adam, I'm just looking for someone. I, like, I'm ready to move on to a new boyfriend, and like, I'm looking for someone that's from a different country, that's exotic, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, but what Gwen actually heard was, I'm just looking for someone that's totally country and all this stuff. And she's with Blake Shelton yeah. and Blake shows up to the date and he's wearing spurs on his cowboy boots and stuff. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, so T-Mobile nice. wins it for me. Not a sponsor. It's a cool concept, yeah. you know, like it's unique. It's funny. Yeah. I like it. So I, I think it's something T-Mobile should continue to do. Like if they can afford more celebrity sponsors mm-hmm. that people know general stories of, <clears throat> they would have a very yeah. succe- successful commercial campaign, I, I'm sure. But, uh, again, not mm. a sponsor. <laughs> um, so, uh, last thing I wanted to... <laughs> Great company, though. Yeah. Do you have them? <laughs> Definitely recommend it. Not a sponsor. No, I'm oh. just saying. I have... <laughs> just playing I on have the whole, like... Metro... If you sign up today using this promo code, not a sponsor. I have Metro PCS by T-Mobile because I'm a cheap ass. That's why. <laughs> mm. Who ca- for cheap asses everywhere not a yeah. <laughs> uh last thing i want to talk about because we talked about it actually on the scorecast last week was what so what did you end up doing for super bowl food or did you not do any super bowl food <sighs> i screwed up man so we went to like we talked about it we talked about doing pizza like i i just i screwed this whole thing like we decided on five guys nice but i had waited too long and so I get there. The game starts at 5.30 Central. I get there about 5.15. Oof. Really, really, really bad. I texted you guys while I was still there, you and Richie. And I was just, like, upset, venting, angry. Yeah, like, why are these you kids sent it, taking for You sent it in all caps, and I had no idea what you meant. Like, you were like, you are just like, these kids taking forever. I'm like... Are these your kids? Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, yeah, I didn't even explain. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the guys were just like, obviously the burger has to cook. But afterwards, while it was sitting on the wrapper, they were just kind of all standing around talking to each other about the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I'm like, well, actually, that's where I'm trying to go is to go watch the Super Bowl. And if you guys could stop talking about it long enough for me to get it, – it was just – it was a disaster. I mean, it's my fault. I waited till the last minute. Um five guys definitely a not d- a sponsor and definitely not a super bowl food like it was good but i love five guys yeah as far as far as food goes i kind of do you like the really cajun fries dropped the ball i haven't got those before but they're really good. good i mean i just like the regular ones five I'm guys sure has the like fries policy that i think every restaurant should adopt which is We'll fill your cup, and then we're going to dump the rest of the basket from the deep fryer in your bag as well. (laughs) Just on top of everything. Yeah, Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) And then they actually, when you order the large fry, just so you know, this is supposed to feed three or four people. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But it won't. Dude, I've never ordered a large fry because I... It's insane. Like, when, when I go to Five Guys with my family, like, you know, we'll each get a burger and whatever, and then... 
I will order a single fry. And the four mm. of us are able to split the one fry because it's... A large fry is madness. Like, it, it should probably be outlawed <laughs> in a lot of states. It's it's incredible. It's a hu- it's a feat of human engineering that will probably never be duplicated. So, but yeah, it was good. I know you guys did more as far as like homemade stuff. Oh yeah, stuff, we right? did. Uh, we actually. Yeah. I don't think that we have ever planned something out as perfectly as we did. Um, so, wow. and I say this mainly Polar in opposite. terms of timing of getting the dishes made. Usually. Okay. Like whether it's for a party or when we've made usually like the first football game of the season. So back in like September, we'll make a big spread of football food. Usually um, the first baseball game of the season, we'll make a spread of like baseball food, like hot dogs and nachos, things like that. Um, but every yeah. the problem is, is that every time we do that, usually one thing is done and sitting out for a little bit while we're finishing the next thing. This time our timing was perfect. Yep. So we we made potato skins, homemade uh, potato skins. We made uh, boneless oh. wings, homemade. We made mm-hmm. a cream cheese chili dip, homemade. And those were the three. Oh, and then uh, chocolate covered strawberries. And then we put little white wow. frosting on the strawberries to look like the laces of a football. So they looked like little football nice. strawberries. So real quick, was the chili like a chili sauce, like a, the red Dude, dipping sauce, or was it it's, like bean chili? Okay, so it's three ingredients. Kinda. So it's you literally melt cream cheese, okay. and then you spread it to the bottom of a pan. Then you put mm-hmm. a can of like Hormel chili with beans on top of that, and okay. then you just put shredded cheese on top of that. Okay. Yeah, we've done the same thing with the exact same ingredients. I just didn't know what like... Yeah, 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 chili sauce. So that that turns out really well. Like whether it's with beans or without beans, um, yeah, like it's simple, it's easy, simple, easy. Awesome. You just do it in the microwave, yeah. right? Uh, right. Yeah, we do the same thing. Just throw it in the microwave for like two or three minutes. But but so we had we had we just paced everything out perfectly, and things were all done at around the same time. The potato skins were nice. fire, especially if I sometimes I I had a jar of jalapenos and I put a jalapeno on top of potato Mm. skin so good um (laughs) and then we had yeah the wings we made a smaller bowl of buffalo for me because the rest of my family Mm. doesn't like buffalo and then we made a big uh bowl of barbecue and nice it was great i put out chips and salsa too which i didn't even touch (laughs) so salsa went back in the jar that says how much everything else was yeah um Wow. Well, well, well done. I'm yeah, proud thank of you. you. No, we get really into yeah. it, dude. Like, yeah, my wife, she, she loves, <laughs> it's a, it's a great thing about us together. And a bad thing is that we love making junk food. <laughs> like if we see like, especially appetizer appetizers. Yeah. Like recipes for appetizers. Yeah. We're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like literally it started with <laughs> Aaron showed me a spread of football food that someone made and it started and it was like healthy football foods right and so the first thing that she Mm -hmm. brings up is boneless chicken wings and the breading is actually with a um, almond flour base right so it's keto friendly Hmm. and so we get ready to make the wings on sunday afternoon and i'm like all right so are we gonna do you have a recipe for these almond flour wings and she's like 
Yeah, I was kind of thinking we'd just look up a normal recipe and deep fry them. I was like, sounds good to me. <laughs> like nice. it started with it started with <laughs> almond flour, and we're gonna air fry them, and then it turned into no, we're just gonna use regular yeah. flour and breadcrumbs and deep fry them. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Do you have any uh, celery sticks for the celery dip? I think actually we'll just use pizza. <laughs> like, <all right. laughs> oh man, yeah. No, but yeah, good. so it was good. But yeah. let's move on to other topics. Um, because I'll tell you what, one thing I need to transform is my diet. And there's no transformer that was a better football player than Megatron. How about, <laughs> really yeah, nice transition. Yeah. Uh, so Calvin <laughs> Johnson, first ballot Hall of Famer. As a lifetime yep. Lions fan, what do you think? A well-deserved... Um, I will say here, which I was actually thinking about this today, like the whole goat debate and how that affects, because I'm I'm in the camp that rings are the most important factor. Like It's not the only factor to determine greatness, but it's the most important. Um, so what do you do with a guy like Calvin Johnson, who was super dominant, one of the best, um, yeah, the best athletes at his position in history? who's never won a playoff game. And like the way I look at it as is because he's never won a playoff game and hasn't won any rings, he can't be the GOAT. No. It's tough, and it's like as a fan of his, like I'm clearly – it's an unbiased view. Like I'm being consistent. He can't be the GOAT. The couple things, though, is like as a wide receiver, it's a little different than as a quarterback. Like as a wide receiver, it's a lot – you have a – your impact and it's it's kind of like being a pitcher in baseball or being a, a just a player in hockey like when you look at how much time you have the ball in your hands and your impact on the game it's just a smaller piece of the pie when you're a wide receiver than when you're a quarterback um, or when you're coming in on shifts for hockey as opposed to a basketball player who's always on the floor like you do have to factor that in the other thing is this is for the hall of fame it's very reasonable for somebody to make the Hall of Fame without ever winning yeah, a Super Bowl. I agree. That's not what I'm argu- that's not what I'm arguing. Like nobody's arguing Rodgers shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Like, obviously, he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks to do it, but we're talking about the GOAT. I mean, so I just thought I'd tie all that back in as far as like how can you say Calvin Johnson's one of the best receivers ever when he hasn't won a playoff game and then say that rings are the most important thing to greatness you know I mean, it's just kind of another i piece think of the debate. he is one of the best receivers ever but i don't think he's the goat i mean to me yep th- when you're talking about goat receivers jerry rice is up at the top and then the tier mm-hmm. right underneath jerry rice is to and um randy moss carter moss. um and julian edelman no i'm just kidding <laughs> Um, right. Julio Jones could get up there potentially. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's why yeah. Calvin Johnson, to me, will always be one of the best receivers of all time is because he is an example of a player who revolutionized the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. Never yep. before him were people looking for massive dudes to be 6'6". Six, yeah. six. 220 30 230 yeah, exactly kind of guys, they were never looking yeah. for them to be wide receivers they were looking because the, usually they wouldn't be fast enough um whatever mm-hmm. but this guy was such a freak of nature and talent 
that he was able to have that build, which is an advantage to basically every corner in the league and safety. And that's, I mean, that's why if you go back and watch Calvin Johnson highlights, like no, not to take away anything from Matthew Stafford, but sometimes it feels like he's just throwing the ball up and he does. And why wouldn't you like, it's, it's not a knock on him as a bad quarterback. It's Hey, mathematically throwing up to him and double coverage is the, my best chance for a completion right. right now. You know, it's it's kind of like Gronk, you know, like that hybrid of he he was more like a tight end, <clears throat> right. honestly, than he was a stereotypical receiver. I mean, he was fast, but his speed was never what set him apart. Like contested catches, um, his vertical, like it, just catching jump balls. You know, he was a lot like Gronk to where when he's down the field, it's just it's almost comical. Like you're watching like on Madden, you, when you create your own player right. and they just clearly, they just clearly stand out from all the other players when they're on the field. Cause they're like, just so different looking, <laughs> you know, like he was just one of those I mean, guys. So I agree. Like when it comes to hall of fame, the way you revolutionize the game. Is yeah. A factor. And I mean, I like you can see him re- having changed the game because so many teams. Now you'll hear them talk about a cal- They want a, calvin johnson type receiver one Mm -hmm. that is like almost never going to be a slot receiver a guy that's always going to play on the on the sidelines who's going to be a jump ball guy um like a dk metcalf yeah dk metcalf's a good example of that or even going back to the falcons like julio jones is more of the calvin johnson type and calvin ridley is more of the Mm -hmm. prototypical wide receiver type um in that duo so He's basically created his own category of right. athlete. Yeah. Well, know? and like the Bears, so, the Bears yeah. at one point had Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall. And Alshon Jeffrey was yep. more of the Calvin Johnson type, Brandon Marshall more of your prototypical mm-hmm. wide receiver. But uh, For sure. Yeah. But speaking of people who have revolutionized the game, I just want to throw in here, Devin Hester is eligible for the Hall of Fame next yeah. year. And the debate always with him is, should he get in? Because there's not really any Hall of Famer that is strictly a special teams guy. Um, You know, people might say, oh, yeah, well, Deion Sanders, blah, blah, blah. But Deion Sanders also was a good cornerback outside of just being a return man. Whereas Hester wasn't a good cornerback. He wasn't a good wide receiver. He was just a return guy. But he changed the game, and he holds all the records. So, what do you think mm-hmm. about Devin Hester? Like, to me, this is no doubt in my mind. Absolutely, he should be. Um, and it goes back to what we were talking about. Calvin Johnson is like we're not arguing that he should be. Which actually, like when you talk about goats for his position, special team specialist, he is yeah. the goat. But, like, nobody's arguing he should be considered, like, one of the best football players of all time or anything. But, like, for Hall of Fame, did you revolutionize your position? Do you have records in the record book that are probably never going to be going away? Like, are you a name that people are going to associate as, like, a legend of the sport? Like, if you're answering all those questions, he clearly should be. Um, Yeah, it's if he's not, and then people argue, like, guys like philip rivers that, yeah. who are like yeah had a good career but hasn't achieved anything monumental or unique 
like maybe we just have different visions of what the hall of fame should be like i just think unless you've been able to ever say at any point in your career you were one of the best at your position i don't think you should be a hall of famer and basically for his whole career devin hester could say he was the best yep. returner in the league so yeah i would say I, absolutely and i'm sure yeah you would i 100 percent think that he should get in i mean lit- he is the the nfl will say oh yeah we changed the kickoff line to the 40 yard line or whatever right. because of concussions but we i think it's pretty clear that a lot of this was because of devin hester like the league it's kind of frustrating in some ways uh but I, the league looks at kickoffs and is like look most times it's not going to be taken back we need to just move it up and have quote-unquote player safety but Devin Hester comes along and just wrecks everybody in this and I don't know it's clear that rules were literally changed in the game because of his dominance um I mean people like here's the thing so his rookie year he had six returns including a blocked field goal for return um and then he had those he had the return in the Super Bowl that's a that's an important record, by the way. The he had the rookie record for returns, yep. um, and then the very next year, I think it was he set, he ran he had seven returns, and that set the single season record for returns. And then throughout the rest of his career with the Bears, and then he went to the mm-hmm. Falcons and the Seahawks at one point. Uh, I know with the Falcons, he had the all time returns lead after that. Um, so he the only mm-hmm. category he does yep. not have the lead in is kickoff returns. Um, he was good at kickoff returns, but he did not take mm-hmm. as many to the house as he did punts. Um, so actually, another bear, Cordero yep. Patterson, holds the record for kickoff returns in a career. Uh, but hmm. yeah, he's really good. But he's I mean, how can you? I mean, maybe Cordero Patterson yeah. would be more in the conversation it, if the kickoff line hadn't been moved. Like maybe. Maybe Devin Hester wouldn't be, but Devin Hester is the last great returner, and there's not really anybody. The only people person people comp Hester to is Deion Sanders. Like, I don't know. I think Hester's definitely should be yeah. in. The question is first ballot. Yeah. I don't think first ballot. Which, yeah, I don't know how that works or like what the criteria for that are. It, like, it seems more subjective, but. Um, yeah, I like whatever the reason for the rule change. The rule change happened, which makes it almost impossible for anyone to ever surpass him. Um, so go ahead and just put him on the Hall of Fame as a throwback to that era and to what he was able to accomplish, knowing that probably for the rest of NFL history he's going to be talked about as the best returner ever. And if that's true, then there's no reason to not have him in the Hall of Fame because he defines a, an entire position group. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, along with them in the hall, we had Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, and John Lynch. Uh, all well. And those deserved. were the any thoughts? Those on were any the of them? modern era inductees. There were other guys that I'm not familiar with, yeah. but um, John yeah. Lynch. It's just crazy that he's an active GM for the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. So he was inducted as a yeah. player, right? Because he played on defense yeah. in secondary or something. Uh, do you is do they just differentiate? Like if he say he has a great career as a gm do you get inducted as a gm or is it just players i don't know how that would work but i i bet they would give him another 
honorary okay. something or other. Um, huh. That'd be interesting. Because, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, Mike Ditka's in the hall as a player, not as a coach. Um, so I wonder if you can be I both. Don't I don't Yeah, I'm not um, sure. Because maybe he'd be like, actually, can I trade that in? I'd rather be in as a GM. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Charles Woodson. I mean, how, I I don't. Yeah. He's he was a no doubter in my mind. And Peyton Manning. I mean, come on. I mean, Charles. There's no doubt in my mind these guys should be. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean Peyton Manning. I mean, if he wasn't gonna get first ballot, he was gonna get in the next year for sure. But of course he's going to be first ballot. He's the only quarterback on this list, um, and he's far and away like when you talk about who's the who's like runner up to the goat. Peyton Manning is one of the first names that you should bring up. Um, yeah, he's a top five, possibly top three quarterback of all time. Agreed. Yeah, there's no, I mean, there's no debating it. You know, I mean, if if you're looking at Montana and Breeze. Or Montana and Brady as the top two, then, you know. Who- yeah, who would you have ahead of, like, would you say Elway's ahead of Brady? I wouldn't. No. A Brady or Manning? Yeah, would you say, or Manning, sorry. Would you say Young is ahead of Brady or Manning? No. Like, yeah, I would Vince say. Vince Young? I mean, you could make argument. Vince What's Young? Up? Oh, Steve. I know. Steve Young. Yeah, Vince Young. I, I don't know. Like. You can make arguments for it, but I don't see anyone else ahead of him at three. But he's pretty much a lock for a top five quarterback. Charles Woodson, I mean, I hated him on the Packers, but just, I don't know. He had a great career. One of the, yeah. And I mean, Mm -hmm. even going back to college, obviously, winning the Heisman as a defensive player, like, yeah. Just crazy. But for sure. All right. One more football topic for all of you. Um, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> so <laughs> can't imagine there why. are yeah. There are all sorts of rumors floating around Twitter about Carson Wentz potentially being traded to the Bears. And it my first initial thought was no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> like did anybody yeah. on the Bears watch his tape last year did anybody look up the stats and pro football reference like recently like since the 2019 season and i'll be honest i've my i've after yeah. spending some time to think about it I, i've tempered my like i'm a little more okay with it okay about it happening but i still <laughs> yeah. like guys 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 like when has Matt Nagy proved to you that he truly knows what he's doing with developing a quarterback? And with that, like, it, okay, I know that Carson Wentz was, came, comes from the same system, quote-unquote, because he comes from the Doug Peterson-Andy Reid system, and now he'd be going to the Matt Nagy-Andy Reid system, and I get it. I get it that it's mm-hmm. similar and all this stuff. Well, you know what? The Eagles, I think, had a perfect storm of talent, and a, they had a really good offensive line, a really good defense, uh, coached by Jim yep. Schwartz, actually, uh, that won the Super Bowl. And Lions great. Yeah. Yep. Did you say Lions great? <laughs> yeah. Lions great. Co- yeah, Lions legend. <laughs> I Dude, 
it would have been so awesome if Harbaugh would have been gotten hired as the Lions coach. What if? Just because you would have had Harbaugh and Schwartz with their whole confrontation <laughs> as Lions coaches. That would, that would. Um, <laughs> he wins the confront- uh, confrontation. I'm going to take your job in right. 10 years. Or <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. like, I just the Bears, I, I made a joke on uh, – on Twitter the day that this was starting to break and I was like absolutely no one seriously no one and then I said Ryan Pace the Eagles won a Super Bowl with a Carson Wentz Nick Foles tandem (laughs) (laughs) oh it's just like the jokes just write themselves it's exactly something he would say and here's the here's the deal like Carson Wentz honestly probably would be an upgrade like let's be real I think so. I think he would be. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy factors that last season contributed to a horrible season, like literally worst quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of it that had to do with like fourth, fifth, sixth string receivers and a right. really bad offensive they were line. Super like injured. they had a lot of injuries. Yeah. I I get mm-hmm. it. Okay, and the other thing is is we've seen more good from him than bad. So in theory, you could say, well, last year was the anomaly. He's going to bounce back, and maybe that would be the case. And if he bounce right. backs, if he bounces back, Wentz is going to be the best quarterback in like Bears history, right, immediately. Um, mm-hmm. But as a Bears fan, man, it just scares me. And just because I don't trust Matt Nagy. Yeah. Like, the reason I'm gung-ho about Deshaun Watson is because I know Nagy cannot screw up Deshaun Watson. It would be impossible <laughs> to screw up Deshaun Watson. But, like, any yeah. like Carson Wentz, like, I, I have no problems with him. But, I don't know, something about him, he seems more impressionable to me. And he already had his gripes with Doug Peterson, it seemed, this past year. Um like, is he really going to want to go to the same system? Also, I heard rumors that part of Wentz's decline was that Peterson and the staff were trying to get him to be more of a pocket passer. All we've heard as Bears fans were Nat Nagy and his coaches being like, all right, Mitch, I see you have this mobility, but we really need you to be a pocket passer for the system to work. Well, Carson Wentz is the same deal where yeah. his mobility is one of his strengths, and when you ask him to take that away, it's not helpful. And which, by the way, I think it's absolute BS that this whole thing about, oh, we need it to be a pocket passer exists because, let me tell you something, Last night in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes ran for 490 yards to avoid being sacked. Okay, mobility. He was not a pocket passer because he never (laughs) had a pocket. (laughs) But (laughs) right, (laughs) I am just I I, 490. I saw this. I saw that too. I just blew my mind. (laughs) I saw this one rumor that the the Eagles were wanting a quote unquote Matt Stafford package for. Carson Wentz and my initial response is that Carson Wentz right now is a lot closer to Jared Goff than he is to Matt Stafford and like at and especially when you take the contract into consideration the Eagles should be giving the Bears a pick to take Wentz like like the Lions did yeah yeah. um right so it's it's that's part of the complications there too 
Pace has a history of overspending and overinvesting in guys because he quote unquote has conviction and he collaborates with his team and uh, all these stupid things. And I just, I have this fear that like the Eagles have said they want two first round picks for Wentz and based on his season last year as literally the worst quarterback in the league. I don't feel like you can actually give them two. Like, I understand one because, sure, give him a little credit for how he performed up until 2020. But two? Are you crazy? Like, no, absolutely not. I'll give you one and a a three. Sure. And actually, let me get it. The the latest Mm -hmm. rumor that I've heard is that the Eagles are like, the the Bears have offered a first rounder, um, Nick Foles, and then. Either Tariq Cohen, Anthony Miller, or a third-round pick for Wentz. I would take that deal because what you do with that is you clear Foles' contract, you basically swap it with Wentz, and you basically yep. don't impact your cap, really. Um, and I and Foles clearly yeah. is not what he has ever been with any team other than with the Eagles, and so maybe him going back to the Eagles, he would – be be good again i have no idea but this just this trade scares the hell out of me because i and here's the other problem with this you probably don't see it as much because you don't follow as many bears accounts as i do there are literally people like all over the place people who have never had a source or a verified check mark ever before who are all saying that my source close to the situation is saying blah 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 and i'm not trying to discredit anybody because i don't know who Mm -hmm. they know and i don't know where they're getting their info from but it's a little excessive and it's a little crazy and the fact that Schefter and rapaport haven't said shit about this is what's part of partially blowing my mind is Mm because it's like all these people are saying oh this this is a close to done deal like whatever it's like if it was a close to done to done deal adam schefter would have been out there saying the bears and eagles are closing in on a deal to trade for clarson wentz you know that would have come out by now and it's not out which he yeah. always does and I, i'm so i, I yeah. i'm i am anxious yeah. about it because i am like I, I literally have anxiety about this like i don't i honestly don't really <laughs> want wentz but at this point i just want him so i can accept it and move on with my life because Right now, the only reason I'm updating Twitter right. is for Wentz news. That's the only reason I'm updating Twitter right now. Like <laughs> it is, it is the bane of my existence right now. And I just want to know: Is he going to the Colts? Is he going to the Bears? Is he going to the mystery team? Or is he staying with the Eagles? Just somebody make a freaking decision so that I can move on with my life and know what the situation is. Yeah, it's just crazy to me because like. And obviously, I'm not hating on the Bears or you as a Bears Please fan. Please do. Like, but just this is just like it's it's kind of baffling to me. Um, firstly, if the if this trade was at all to make any sense for the Bears, you have to get rid of Foles. You can't be stuck with two contracts for two guys. Like willingly put yourself in the situation that the Eagles were in when they had to decide who they were going to keep. Foles or Wentz like that's a, not a good situation to be in you don't want to pay for both of them the only way this even could be possibly defended is if they're able to get rid of Foles in the deal um but then what's interesting is like or like Robert Quinn one of the <laughs> well, biggest contracts you need to get rid of 
Yeah, you need to get rid of an underperforming big contract, especially with possibly a reduced salary cap, which I don't know if it's, it's officially not, I think but. it was 181 million. Okay. Yeah. So it, well, firstly, it's just interesting because we would have if this trade were to happen, we'd have Goff and Wentz in the oh. same division, which they were drafted together, always yeah. compared um pretty underwhelming careers like now I, um very comparable in a lot of ways so they'd be i would in the same division would you <laughs> say Wentz is better than Goff though well that's where i'm going to go to like so the lions the reason they were able to get so much from the rams is because they were willing to take Goff. like you said take getting Goff was a benefit to the rams like we did that as a favor and they gave us a favorable favorable deal the Bears would be giving up things to get Wentz, and I don't know if Wentz is better than Goff. So, I mean, I would say, like, just for the sake of this argument, let's say Wentz is better than Goff. Is it by a lot, though? Like, and it's very different deals because the Lions are, like, taking Goff was the bad part that you had to do to make the deal work, but the Bears are going to go out and, like, give things up to get Wentz. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like no, here's a very I big see them gap as in the virtually the same quarterback, okay? Both had yeah. really good near MVP seasons, right? Wentz's was cut short due to injury. Mm-hmm. Goff, he lost out cuz Patrick Mahomes, but that 2018 year, Goff went off. Yeah. Like people forget that was the year that we had the crazy Monday night game that was like 52 to 48 or whatever between the the Chiefs mm-hmm. and the Rams and the Rams won that game. Yeah. Jared Goff outdueled Patrick Mahomes in that game. Like Goff yeah. had this MVP like year. Wentz had an MVP like year. They both went to the Super Bowl. A lot of people think even if Wentz was healthy the Eagles would go to the Super Bowl possibly probably win it, right? Like they both went to the Super Bowl. They both had these MVP-like seasons and since then have been fairly above average to average to below average. Like, yeah. they're nothing... Very yeah. mediocre. And yeah. that's why, like... And and, and ultimately, mm-hmm. look, this I wanted to put this as my vet sesh, but I knew I wanted to save it for our main topics. Part of the frustration, too, here is... This is what you get, George McCaskey, when you are ref- when you refuse to announce how many years left your GM and head coach have on the deal. When you make it sound super sketchy, it seems to basically everybody, and possibly this is the case, that Ryan Pace is on a and Matt Nagy are on a lame duck season. They have to win or they go home and at this point Stafford they lost out on Watson will he be made available the Texans are saying they're not going to so your best case scenario at this point for Watson to be honest is a mid-season trade because at this point you have to wait for the Texans are going to say no we're not trading you Watson's going to sit out they're going to have to go back and forth until it gets to the midseason, the trade deadline, and he's been sitting out this whole time, and then finally the Texans will be like, okay, yeah, we'll trade you. But then you're going to start the season with what? Nick Foles? 
Trubisky, like, what are you going to do? And so I, I can see their mental progression of, like, well, the next best option of what we can afford is Carson Wentz in order for us to win next year. Because right now I'll tell you the right move is to trade up for Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. That's the right move. Yep. But they will n- mm-hmm. likely not do that because they're trying to save their jobs this year. They have to win a playoff game yep. this year. And they, if they don't have a guaranteed extension pass this year, then why the heck should they invest in the Bears' future if all they're worried about is this singular year? Yeah. It, you never, like, you hit it right on the head, and I, it hurts coming from a Lions fan who this literally just happened to. We draft Okuda because Quinn and Patricia were told you have to win this year. They were given an ultimatum. They're lame duck coaches. Like they know their jobs are on the line. And the last thing you want as a franchise is desperate guys making decisions for the future because the, clearly they're going to throw the future out the window to try to save their job for another yep. year. You know, like, um. So, yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you as far as the frustration and understanding that. Um, I'll just say that, yeah, Wentz might be an immediate upgrade, but is he the guy to take you to the next level? I don't know. And if you, it, the argument of like depending on how much you have to give up, kind of seems weird because it's like in my mind you shouldn't have to give anything up. You're doing a favor to the Eagles, like. To package some kind of sort of deal together where they give you a third and you take Wentz. Like and, that would make more sense to me. Like and, um, it's and, just bizarre. And if anything, like this makes the Lions. If this a deal like this happens, this makes the Lions trade look so oh, good yeah. to me. <laughs> Which it already does, but to me, then it makes it look like Jared Goff win, draft picks win, like a win, win, win for the Lions. You know, like. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Um, so here's the deal. I, I've i been saying this on Twitter. I will gladly take Carson Wentz, okay? My biggest thing yeah. is how much are you giving up for him? And if you have to give up as much as it's being rumored that the Eagles are wanting, then that is a poor investment. And if you have to give up two first-rounders, yeah. at what point do you just say, well, then we're just going to tr- throw the kitchen sink at the Texans? And, like, if you're already giving up two first-rounders for the worst quarterback in the league last year, what's what's the difference about throwing in another first-rounder, throwing a few second-rounders, oh, here's, you know – Eddie Jackson and mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson, Roquan Smith, whatever, and send it to the Texans. Like, yeah, I think you'd almost be better off. Like, it, I guess the moral of the story is if you're going to overpay for anyone this offseason, it better be Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, That's a good point. So, yeah. And honestly, like, if I'm looking at the Bears, even to win now, I, I, I would make the argument that the Bears are probably better off just bringing Trubisky back and using their first round pick on an offensive lineman. I feel like your quarterback room is more dangerous by that combination than just using it to get Wentz this or, year. 
Um, so whether you're win now or for the future, I just don't know that yeah. this is the move. No, I, honestly, it's it's yeah. I I'm yeah. I, I'm not excited about it, but like I said, if the deal is good, I will take Wentz. Like Wentz would be an upgrade. I mm-hmm. and honestly, I'm a Bears yeah. fan. If Wentz becomes a Bear, I'm going to become a big Carson Wentz fan. It's just the reality. Like obviously, I'm going to cheer for him. I'm going to mm-hmm. find reasons to like him. And my main thing keeping me alive right now in terms of positivity is just if he becomes a bear, all I can hope for is that 2020 was an anomaly season, that he was awful, and that he should return to quote-unquote MVP form next season. Um, I kind of don't feel like that will happen, but we'll wait and see. Um, What's some other big trade news we have? So this one has been confirmed. It's Derek Rose was traded to the Knicks on Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of quietly. Like, I missed this until the Super Bowl had already started. And then I see this from, like, three hours earlier. Uh, I don't know how I missed it for that long. But traded to the Knicks for Dennis Smith Jr. and a 2021 second-round pick. Um, So I didn't know much about, like, what the market looked like for him or – like for NFL, we're really getting into like all the different offers. We debate, you know, how much is too much. I, maybe I just was less in tune with the NBA, but I don't know what the market was supposed to look like for Derrick Rose. But I, I'm happy with this for the Pistons. Um, their pick in the second round is probably somewhere in the 40s uh, for this next draft, and it's a really deep class coming out this year. Um, so like, that's a valuable pick. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. He's a, pro- a young project player. He's one of those guys who was drafted high, hasn't really worked out yet. So that's another good move, kind of like a Josh Jackson uh, who mm-hmm. we got this year. Like, and he's actually been really pretty good for the Pistons this year. Like a guy who drafted really highly, played at Kansas, I believe. Like, and then just didn't really translate well to the NBA. You f- getting draft capital and getting young project players is what you do when you're a rebuilding team. So I have no complaints as a Piston. Like, I liked Derrick Rose even before he came to the, to our team. I appreciate him and what he did for the team. It was fun to watch you, um, but this is a, a step in the right direction. Um, Tom Thibodeau will be getting Derrick Rose again. Third time. Coaching him again, so that's – yeah, that's funny. But, that's I mean, that's cool. I'm kind of surprised the Knicks would do this. Because he's an aging guard, and as far as I know, they're not really contenders at all. Um, so I don't know that it makes much sense for them. But yeah, I don't know what thoughts you have, but I I'm pretty okay with this. Yeah, I mean, there's the there's the side of me that always would want Derrick Rose to return to the Bulls. Um, but yeah, I could see him doing a one year. Yeah, I think he'll end his career probably doing that. But he's just not. Um, mm-hmm. He's just not what the Bulls need right now. Honestly, it's not what the Knicks need right now, but that's that's the Knicks' yeah, problem to right. figure out. Um, the, the Bulls yeah. need a point guard, <laughs> but they don't need an aging, old, past-his-prime point guard. Um, and actually... Yeah. I mean, does anyone really? like, Unless you're a contender and you I mean, want a guy with experience to come off the bench. That's but, what I mean. Yeah, like you said, like the Knicks... He, I don't know what the Knicks him going plan to more of a team like do. the Nuggets or something makes more sense to me yeah. than to the Knicks. But exactly. Speaking actually yep. of trade talk and point guards, 
the Bulls are perceived to be the favorite landing place for Lonzo Ball. And the Bulls wow. really need a point guard because Kobe White is not working out as a point guard. It would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Move him to shooting guard. Um, it would yeah. be really interesting. The biggest question is what would they have mm. to give up for Lonzo Ball? Um, but I, I'm i not a fan of the Ball family drama, but I have no problem with Lonzo Ball himself coming to the Bulls. So I don't think he's this... No, and he he's a good yeah. player. Like I was gonna say, yeah. I don't think he's this elite point guard. Like he's, but if he's if a point guard yeah. is what the Bulls need to really unlock some of what Billy Donovan's wanting to do, because right now the Bulls are how many games under five hundred? They're, they're right now. They're I think they're slated to finish ninth or tenth, which would get them in the play-in game into the eighth seed. Um, so they have like an outside shot mm-hmm. at a playoff spot. Um, but if they want to turn into more of a surefire bottom feeder playoff team, Lonzo Ball would do that for them, I feel. so. Yeah, and he's still young enough that he could be part of Donovan's like four- to five-year right. plan. And like he's a guy who he has clear strengths and clear weaknesses. So if you trust your your GM and your coach to be able to like utilize him well, which at this point – like. Bulls fans have every reason to be excited about their staff and trust them as they move forward. Like taking on a guy who can be a good facilitator, has some strengths that he can be like paired with complementary players. Like I think that that would be a good move for the Bulls. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Pistons wings? Anything to talk about with games or anything interesting? Uh, I mean, the Pistons, I actually continue to be pretty excited with how they look. I mean, their record's terrible, which is good because this year should kind of be the final really bad year of a rebuild. Like this should be the last year we're in the lottery. And then next year is the year we expect to maybe be a little closer to 500. Um, so I mean, but we've been competitive. I mean, like beating the Lakers, going to double, triple overtime against good teams. You know, like, the Pistons have been competitive in a lot of these games. So, like, it's a combination of you want to lose the games, but you want to show improvement. So losing close competitive games is kind of the best-case scenario, and they're doing that, so I have no complaints there. Red Wings continue to just be almost unwatchable. (laughs) And as excited as I was for hockey, just to have something else to watch. And I told myself going into the season, I'm not going to take sports for granted again because season's getting delayed or cut off or canceled. Like, but I'm just excited to have hockey back. And that lasted for about a game and a half. And I'm back to just barely following <laughs> the Red Wings, yeah. honestly. It's just so tough for like hockey gets a bad rep of like, yeah, it's boring. No one likes it, and I am a fan of hockey. Like I promise, I am. Is, but man, bad hockey is yeah, so tough to watch, dude. Like, the pucks in your own end constantly. Your team finally gets it. They just shoot it down the ice for icing. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's so it's it's unwatchable, um, and it's frustrating because like I really think Jeff Blashill, the coach, should be fired. Um, I mean, you dude, look at. I saw a stat. Let's be honest. With, with uh, where the Hawks and the Wings both are, the current coaches 
are yeah. not meant to be the coaches that will win you this the cup. Like they're both transitional right. coaches. And I get that. And and I get that. And like there's people who say, well, why fire him now? And I, that's fair. But I saw a stat that the Red Wings added this offseason more wins above replacement points than any other team in the league added um, with new defensive players. Like they actually, for a team that's still young and rebuilding, added several quality guys and they look worse <laughs> this year. So, I mean, that is an indictment on yeah. coaching, honestly, I think. So the whole, my argument is like, yeah, he's not the guy for the future, but he could be right now limiting the growth of your young guys. So um, I'm hoping they let him go before the season's over. But uh, yeah, no other thoughts on the Red Wings. Just kind of waiting to see when oh. things turn around because at this point it's like, I, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I have just some brief thoughts on Bulls and the Hawks. Um, starting with the Bulls, they just lost to the Wizards 103-101, so I hit that under. What's up? Um, <laughs> Did you also go Bulls minus four, I think, was what I saw? No, or, I, went, I just went the under. Okay. It opened at two, and then it went to four, and I thought about playing the Wizards plus four, but I didn't and should no. have. Are you playing that the Minnesota-Dallas uh, game? Because the Mavs are up by yeah. 20. It's a, holy <laughs> crap. I will have some words for <laughs> Preach Kev, yeah, Preach yeah. this. Former guest of the Former show guest. who like basically he's not told me. On anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Former friend of the show. Um, right. <laughs> Oof. But anyway, the Bulls, the biggest news really is that Laurie Markkinen is now out for, I think it was four to six weeks. He has some shoulder deal, abdominal shoulder, I don't know. That's not a thing. What's an abdominal shoulder? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Your entire He has a shoulder issue. He's out for four to six weeks. And all this does is it just stunts any growth or development you were hoping that he would have under Billy Donovan. It's the same thing with Wendell Carter, who's mm-hmm. out also for a while still. Like all we were looking for as Bulls fans was we want to see what does Levine and White and Markinen and Otto Porter Jr. and Wendell Carter, what do they look like when the five of them can play together and then also throw in Patrick Williams? The answer is that we will never know because these guys just cannot stay healthy. And I, I hate people on Twitter because they'll talk about injuries. And be like, oh, they're made of glass, like all this stuff. They talk about like it's their fault that they're getting injured. And it's like, look, I, it's right. these are peak athletes, okay? If there's anybody that would not get injured, it's going to be these athletes. But they're going up against other peak athletes. And it's just a reality of playing sports are injuries and yes there are definitely some players that seem to catch the injury bug and that's a problem and yeah it's it's a concern for them but it's not like don't blame them for not being able to play um mm-hmm. but yeah so it, it's really just frustrating because we still feel like we don't really know what the bulls potentially have um i saw a stat that between markinen and carter the two have been members of the Bulls for 169 games. They have played together 
for only 69 of those 169 games. So like a, th- a I know it is nice, but a third a third of the time <laughs> one of those two or both of them are injured and not playing. Or sorry, two-thirds of the time. Hmm. Only a third of the wow. time do they play together. Yeah. So it's it's very it's just frustrating and disappointing hmm. wow. and you 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 feel bad for these guys cuz a lot of people think they have good potential but they just they don't have the opportunity because they're they're injured. As far as the Hawks go, Malcolm yeah. Subban had a really good game, which was cool. I mean, hey, I'll take two good goalies, Subban and Lincoln in. I can't complain. Uh but um yeah. the the fun game was uh was the game before? they played before the Super Bowl. Did they lose that game? I can't remember. I think it was two games ago. They played the Hurricanes and the Hawks won six to four. It was awesome because first of all mm. i think i had the over in that game and the un- over under was five and a half and they scored 10 goals and um yeah the hawk it was the hawks were up three to one then immediately went to three to three and then it was like back and forth it's a four and f- four to four and then the hawks scored two goals uh one being an empty netter to go up six to four to win the game but anyway a really fun game the the nice. most fun I've had this season watching a Hawks game so far. So other than watching them beat the Red Wings. Um but yeah, so that's all I've got. Uh lastly, I want to know when is Michigan basketball playing again? I don't even know, man. Like, Do you want It's just rough. Like I I'm pumped for Michigan to come back, but honestly like this is the time of year when my excitement for college basketball should be at an all-time high. Like February, right in the middle of the conference play. You're already starting to look ahead to March Madness a little bit. It's like once Michigan does come back, I'm going to like need a game or two to even get excited again. It's just You want to hear something? It sucks. That like, will make you mad? Yeah. From what I saw, let me yeah. let me check ESPN, but I saw something on Twitter that tonight the women's basketball team was playing Illinois tonight. Mm-hmm. The the game like is gonna happen yeah. tonight. You're saying like, I think so. Tonight is when they're allowed oh, okay. to play again, probably. But the team has come out and said, "Hey, like you've quarantined us for two weeks, and not not even like you can't play games for two weeks. So the team could just hang out and practice, and like literally, you're." locked in your rooms not allowed to practice work out have meetings do any of that the only thing which generously the university said is you can go run in groups of two or less okay so they're not even in basketball shape anymore like you're going to need to go through like a mini training camp to be able to play again um so just super frustrating so they're probably allowed to play again starting right around now but they've come out and said like we're gonna need at least a week the the team has we're gonna need at least a week before we can play any more games so now we're at the situation where we're either gonna miss out on winning the big 10 championship which sucks um because of our it's, it's a lot like the ohio state thing this yeah past i was gonna say michigan fans <laughs> should football should season plead with kevin warren to let them play right but the, actually, the issue is like, oh, some of those games, Ohio State, like they were allowed to play and chose to <laughs> sit out because of just missing players or whatever, you know. So for this one, it almost feels like it was out of the team's yeah. control because the governor sent a letter to the school and all that. So whatever reason, whatever it is, whatever the outcome, like I'm just 
can basketball just come back so that we can finally get back in the swing of things? And you better believe, though, if Michigan struggles, drops a few games, ends up going into this tournament with like without much momentum, I'm going to remember this for a long time as the season that w- was literally stolen yeah. from Michigan. Like, we were on a roll, top three, clearly, team in the country. Um, yeah, it's just very frustrating. <sighs> and it's so frustrating with college because it's not like you can just run it back like you can in the pros. So. Yeah, we'll have probably two guys go right. pro this year after the season's over. So, yep. Well, with all of this stuff, just like the Michigan basketball team, we should probably take a break. <laughs> yeah, a two-week break. All right, listeners, before we get into our segments, just real quick, a word from our sponsor, PointsBet. Um, PointsBet is the fastest-growing uh, sports book in America, and right now you can play with us. Uh, at um, at PointsBet, download the app on uh, on a- on Apple App Store, uh, Google Play Store, or go to their website www.pointsbet.com and enter code frustrate. That's F R U S T R A T E when you sign up, and PointsBet will match you. Um, up to $250 on your deposit. It's tiered. So you deposit 50, you play with 150, 150, 300, 250, 500 as you know, do the math. Um, but you should join because we are tweeting out picks every day for every sport basically. And you can play with us and get our insight and you can be interactive with our show, the shoot your shot Scorecast, which airs on Wednesdays at 9 PM on the shoot your shot sports channel. And, it, it's really great programming. We have a ton of fun with it. You should join so you can play along with us. Again, use code FRUSTRATE, F-R-U-S-T-R-A-T-E, at sign up for PointsBet. All right. Uh, before we get into our segments, I know this is a long episode already, but do you want to hear a funny story? Okay. Yes. So this is a report from – I love this – I think this is from today. Yeah, from from okay. today. This is from uh, a report from Montezuma County, Colorado. Hmm. Nice yeah. area. Um, so <laughs> this is literally a tweet that the San Miguel Sheriff's Office tweeted out this morning. Okay. A large boulder the size of a large boulder is blocking the southbound lane highway 145 <laughs> in Stoner <laughs> Creek area of Montezuma County. Expect delays. <laughs> okay, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> so let's Okay, let's hear them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, firstly, a large boulder the size of a yeah, large Yeah, that's boulder. like the main thought. That's amazing. <laughs> Okay, so is that a common unit of measurement in Colorado? And if so, why would you have to specify the size of the boulder? So that's one thing. Like, would they normally, if it was a small boulder, say like a a a boulder the size half the size of a large boulder? I, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, secondly, the whole boulder, Boulder, Colorado, it's just funny to me. I um, thought that's what it was talking and, about at first, but I read it and I was like, no, they're literally right. s- comparing a large boulder. To a large boulder. To the size of a large boulder. <laughs> like, that's just a common unit of measurement, you know? 
how big is your house? How many square feet? Oh, it's about 18 <laughs> boulders. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the other thing is like the whole stoner, yep. whatever. So the it was Stoner, stoner County or Stoner Road or something? Stoner Creek. So it's funny because Stone, yep. Boulder, stoner. and then also yeah. Marijuana and yep. Colorado. So it's just like... It's almost like a rap lyric where there's so many double and triple yep. entendres that it's, uh, but yeah, what a beautiful I, I just love a large boulder the size of a large boulder because that is what I would <laughs> see in, like, my students' essays. Like, <laughs> like the sun was very sunny outside. Like, something stupid like that. Like, of course it was. <laughs> he smiled happily like a happy man. Yeah, yeah. When you're on a when you're on a word requirement, <laughs> right? Well, this large boulder is the size mm-hmm. of a, yeah. a large boulder, and yeah, um, <laughs> with the general shape and appearance of <laughs> right. a large boulder. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, funny. no, no, no. Where did it go? It disappeared. Score update. Oh, the story. Oh man, where is it? Shoot, I saw a report that. The a source again. Who knows what that means? But a source is saying that if Wentz falls through, that Minshew is a trade target for the Bears. <laughs> the stash. Like I would like Minshew for that reason huh. only. But other than that, like, there's parts of me that like if you could if it's trade a first rounder for Wentz or trade a fourth rounder for Minshew, I'd take Minshew. somebody tweeted but. if I'm Ryan Pace every five hours that passes by my draft pick that I offered goes down around Eagles can suck a wiener <laughs> true <laughs> that's funny all right well let's get into our segments because like I said Boulder this is a, of a long episode um the size of a long yeah, episode. Yeah, long episodes are roughly the size of a long episode. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, so let's start uh, with our longest segment of the night, which is our FN hypotheticals. Oh, yeah. Mm. Time for some vanilla Coke Zero. All right. I oh, went from a, a vanilla porter. Yeah. I just had. Yeah, I, had, I went from a vanilla yeah. porter to now a vanilla Coke Zero, so. I don't have any vanilla Jim Beam left, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I actually... Oh, I don't either. I finished that. I've got the Apple Jim Beam here. I'm slowly easing my way back Good onto man. it now. I, t- I took like three weeks I'm not off. a big fan of the Apple um, one. Cause, bad experience. I mean, it's fine, but it's not... I'm. It's a little overpowering. I just don't like Apple of. that much. Like I, During the fall, I bet it's really good. Yeah. Like I don't usually drink like Apple Is ciders. Is there an orange one? Except during the fall. Oh no, yeah, I like apple ciders a lot, so I like it. Huh. All right. Um, yeah, the one thing I I think there's a cinnamon one, and I can't stand cinnamon alcohol flavors. Fireball. So I will not be trying that one. <laughs> Fireball's gross. Rum chata's disgusting. Hey, hey, yeah, hey! Just, At yeah. Christmas time, my family and I, I I bought a bottle of <laughs> peppermint bark rum chata, and so there was. Uh, it was honestly a lot more like an eggnog, like, like a spiked eggnog kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, hey, even frustrate eggnog, the hate, I have to man. be in the a really. Where's your tolerance at? <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's your Christmas <laughs> spirit? I have to be in like the exact perfect state of mind to be able to tolerate 
eggnog or anything cinnamony like that. Um, oh man, I'm just picturing like you blending yeah. eggnog and relish in a blender. <laughs> I'd probably rather just have. Yeah, I was gonna relish. say the thing is, is that relish for you probably now, like it will probably never be as bad as it was before the punishment. <laughs> That's funny because now I still wouldn't order it on anything and I still don't like it, but I could tolerate it a lot better now than I could have before. So really, thank you guys. Yeah, so really what we did was help you. (laughs) Yeah. In like a weird psychological torture (laughs) kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, now now that you've experienced waterboarding, it won't be as bad the next time you have to get waterboarded. (laughs) Thanks, Guantanamo. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's do some yeah. hypotheticals. Um, so we got some Super Bowl theme stuff, and then we got some Valentine's Day theme stuff for you. Uh, yeah, because you know, Happy Valentine's Day to all our listeners. We love you. Mm. If you went streaking at the First, Super Bowl, oh, go ahead. What would yeah, yeah. what would or wouldn't you wear? I'm going to go a lot more to the side of what I wouldn't wear because that's where a lot of the comedy comes in, I think. Um, wearing the thong was a strong move from this guy. Um, I would probably go s- towards some kind of thong. Uh, the, the thing he was missing, though, and what really makes or breaks a streaking co- like outfit is headgear. <laughs> like, no he- like funny hat or anything. That would have added a lot. Um, like, for me, I'm probably going sombrero. Uh-huh. Uh, but I could also see like a really tasteful, like construction hat, like a hard hat or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could see like, I'm probably going like an assless chaps sombrero kind of combo. Um, cause assless chaps are so much that's better a strong than move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But I think whatever you decide, you need to. It really incorporate and base everything around um, a hat choice. In my <clears throat> all right, so here's what I'm envisioning for myself. All right, so okay. picture a. Th- this is going to be streaking at a a warm venue. Okay, so picture a <laughs> okay just a traditional like blue jean short. Okay, I have those on. Okay. I have regular gym shoes, um, regular ankle socks, whatever. Like normal stuff below. Hmm. Um, Strong yeah. dad look. Yeah, some <laughs> Nordic tracks with some white tube socks and jean shorts. <laughs> so then, <laughs> I have above there. Um, this is specifically for when I'm streaking. So I'm gonna wear a button-down shirt so it's easy to take off. But I'm gonna wear a button-down shirt on top. And when okay. it comes to be my time, I'm going to rip it off. I'm just going to be shirtless. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then headgear you mentioned, I'm going to wear a floppy fisherman's hat. Okay. So yep. in the yep. uh, thing here is the comedy comes in that I'm a fat dude. And me running as a fat dude is already funny. <laughs> Why the blue jean shorts you bring up? Well, have you ever heard of a plumber's butt? And the thing is with fat dudes is that... As you're running, your pants really slow down and you have a a big crack. And so basically, I, it's going to be the, the mm-hmm. situation where I'm running down the field, 
the jiggles will make the giggles and then there will also be (laughs) me pulling up my pants as i'm trying to run um yeah i won't flash anybody or anything because i don't want to like i don't want to show up anybody so (laughs) disappoint (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah true yep I almost said disappoint. Yeah. So. And I don't no, I don't want to tripping hazard either. Like I don't want to yeah, stumble over Yeah, anything, you're like you know? I'm going to wear cross country skis and like <laughs> <laughs> You imagine it's like a winter like a whiteout bowl, like snow on the field and yeah, you go out with some cross country skis. <laughs> that would be, be awesome. so cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm gonna go out and cross country uh, skis, and I'm gonna pull a kite, like like something totally random. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> right, the kite gets tangled <laughs> with the robo cam that they have on in the field. Anyway, or like, what if somebody had somehow got like a a four wheeler, like an ATV on the field? <laughs> How would insane. they do that? You'd tear up with the grass. I don't know. Like you'd have to find some way to smuggle one through the tunnel or something, huh. probably. But if you went streaking on a vehicle. <laughs> Like, you could conceivably not be caught for, like, a lot, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> like, they'd have to round up a bunch of carts and stuff and, like, kind of barricade you in. You yeah. Be I, awesome. I mean, seriously, they, honestly, a police car would probably drive onto the field. They'd have to use, like, spike strips and stuff. There'd be a full police <laughs> chase at the 50 I mean, the thing line. they always use at those venues is golf carts, right? <laughs> so, either golf carts... Yeah. Or the medical like, carts. You steal one of the medical carts you, I, with a player yeah, on like it. Like Marshawn Lynch when he drove it around the <laughs> with an injured player strapped to the back. Like, really, can, are you telling me, yeah, if I get on a medical cart and I'm – or, like, yeah, something fast enough like that, are you really telling me they're going to be able to catch me without bringing in law enforcement? <laughs> oh, they need to make this – like. I'm going to delay the Super Bowl by an hour. They need to make you know? streaking <laughs> an option on Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, speaking of more Super Bowl stuff, the halftime shows, the most recent ones. So this is the past five, including the weekend most recently. Uh, how would you rank those? So that was Katy Perry, Justin Timberlake, Maroon 5, Shakira slash J-Lo, and then the weekend. Oh, man. So I won't spend too much time on it because of these all kind of blend together. I'm going to put The weekend at number one out of all these. Um, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm not ranking these based on how well I like the artists, uh, just based on how I like the show. So second, I'm going to do Timberlake. Third, I'll do Maroon 5. Fourth, I'll do Shakira J-Lo. And at a distant fifth is Katy Perry. Like, the thing I liked with... Again, it depends how I'm ranking it. Are we sure Katy Perry was 2017? Big... Yeah. Okay. Because I thought Lady Gaga would be... Bef- was she was, more wasn't she? Hers. But when I looked it up, it's, this is what huh. I saw. It should be right. Because... Th- I can double check Wasn't last up. year... Wait. When was the year two where it was like Travis Scott? And that was the Shakira J-Lo, was it? wasn't it? Like he was just a, I think he was like a third act in that. Cause then there was also, uh, the week or the, the year that Timberlake, I think it was the Timberlake year 
was the year that they also had uh was it Beyonce and uh Bruno Mars that year or I can't remember. I think you I th- I don't think this list is reliable. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying because what? <laughs> Katy Perry might not be. was 2015. Maybe everything's off by a couple 17 years. 17 halftime show. Oops. Let's see. Because if we we don't have to use these ones, then um, yeah, maybe so we just Lady rank, Gaga like, for was best three in recent. Okay, when was P- Justin Katy Timberlake Perry, then? was 16? eighteen, and Justin? Huh. Hold on. <clears throat> Yeah, 19 was Maroon 5. Yeah. Okay, so I think it was the just... So then it was just Katy Perry was the... I think it might have been the Justin Timberlake one. I think it was. No, it wasn't. Okay, was it Mm -hmm. before... Yeah, I think it was like 2016 was the year where they had Coldplay, and then Coldplay had Bruno Mars and Beyonce on. Yeah, that was. Because nobody even remembers that Coldplay was in that. Yeah, it was the Coldplay year. I was starting to remember when Bruno Mars and Beyonce were, but you're right, it was the Coldplay year. And that was a terrible halftime show, one, I thought. Honestly, the Bruno um, Mars one, Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers, that was a really good halftime show. Yeah. And, like, there's iconic ones where people say, like, Prince and, like, when Creed ha- did theirs. Like, there's some that were just more iconic and objectively really good. Um but as far as recent ones, I'd probably put the weekend at the top. Yeah. Um, uh, I I have honestly no opinion because during this stretch, yeah. I was a leader at my church's youth group, and we would every year have a Super Bowl party, and my church was always mm-hmm. you know very hesitant about showing the halftime show just because you never know when there could be a nip slip, <laughs> and yeah. uh, so we I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I want to redo my rankings. Yeah, so I didn't watch one. Lady Gaga. I didn't watch Justin Timberlake. <laughs> right. I didn't watch Maroon 5. Uh, last year, Shakira and J-Lo, we had our Bible study over. And so same deal. Didn't watch Shakira, J-Lo. The weekend is the only one I've actually watched <laughs> of these. So um, the only thing. Yeah. And honestly, you're not missing yeah. much. The only commentary honest, I so. have on this was that it was hilarious yeah. because when Maroon 5 performed, Adam Levine strips off his shirt to show his disgusting tattooed all over body and all every all of the women of America instead of being like oh they were like okay we get criticized so much for when we strip but when the man strips it's acceptable and everyone's comfortable with yeah. it and then the next year they ha- cast Shakira and J-Lo, who literally did like pole <laughs> dancing that I heard about in the, in the halftime show. Yeah, it was. It was a pole dancing routine, so, basically. There you go, so, ladies. You happy? Yeah, it, so it now, now, are you happy we're yeah. objectifying you Back now? Back to what you like, wanted. <laughs> right. Is yeah. this what you wanted? <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Uh, moving on to Valentine's Day. Will the greatest love story? Actually, you wrote this question. Why don't you read it? Yeah. So this one, I'm actually concerned about. Like, it's been such a classic love story. Some have called it the greatest love story of all time. 
between the Packers and the the NFL referees, will that love story ever recover from this season? Will they be able to heal from the NFC Championship game with enough bad calls going their way in the future, or is this relationship irreparably damaged? Um, hmm. Hmm. I, I mean, it's a serious yeah. question. It's um, I'm I'm honestly pretty confident that the Packers will have no problem repairing the relationship with the referees. <laughs> In fact, I don't think the relationship ever ended. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Maybe they're in a little bit of a lull. Maybe the honeymoon phase is over. But uh, mm. we're just having a, a yeah, fight. Yeah, you know? a little argument. Um, but come yeah. come September, they'll be uh, very much in love. Especially right around when they play the Lions. I'm sure it will be um, a nice rekindling yeah. of some Come romance. September, there will be okay. come in September. Yeah. Mm, mm. good to know yeah <laughs> cheesy <laughs> cheesy <laughs> nice all right what are uh, your thoughts well yeah th- okay no i agree uh, i think it's um which is a, a relief you know th- there's some tra- traditions in the nfl that uh just mean more than others and this relationship is one that really defines a league and gives me a sense of normalcy as a Lions fan. So in an off season where the Lions have made lots of bold moves, good decisions, like I'm honestly a little scared by all the competent moves I've seen coming out of the Lions. Um, I miss this relationship in my life to kind of get me grounded, bring me back to reality. So um, yeah, I think it's only a matter of time till we see them. Speaking of tradition, you know, what was really powerful during the Super Bowl was, projecting the hologram of a dead person that was really cool <laughs> yeah there's we nothing i like seeing more than a corpse <laughs> talking so thank you for that nfl <clears throat> uh it takes it takes uh, all yeah. of us as you said takes all of us. <laughs> even the i deceased. mean look <laughs> your whole slogan this year was it takes all of us and end racism and Vince Lombardi doesn't see color because, I mean, he's dead, so <laughs> not a racist. I mean, that's yeah, a good so. <laughs> Not a racist, dead. NFL. Um, <laughs> all right, speaking of killing people or dead people, we're, we have a Mary oh, F. Kill. You're killing these transitions yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, but this is the GOAT edition of Mary F. Kill. So we have Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. Mm. Rogers. Oh. And Wayne Gretzky. I I wanted to put Serena wow. Williams, but I felt like the answer for one of those would be, be <laughs> a little easier. So, yeah, kill for sure. You're right. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment here. Um, okay. <laughs> um. Mary F. Kill. So Tom Brady is just objectively considered an attractive person, right? But I don't know, man. Like when he effed the Packers, I've apparently they didn't like it too much. So <laughs> I don't know what that says about that experience. Um, he he knows how to kiss real good. <sighs> true. I think I'm gonna marry yeah. Brady. Um. Maybe a little bit of that gold digger in me, like he's uh, super successful. He has plenty of rings. Uh, I just, I, 
he's not aging very rapidly. So, like, it's as far as longevity, I think that's a safe move for me. So I'm going to marry Brady. Um, I mean, he's a likable person, unless you're a Packers fan for some reason. Um, I'm going to F Gretzky. Um, just kind of his smoothness on the ice. He knows how to score better than anybody else in basically sports history. Um, so I'd let him score with me. And then uh, I'm going to kill Jordan as a a rival player, even though the rivalry was before my time. It seems appropriate. And as far as, like, I don't know much about Gretzky's personal life, but Jordan was a pretty well-known scumbag off the court. <laughs> so Scumbag's a little uh, harsh. Morally. But... <coughs> it's a... It's harsh, but I guess compared relatively to the other options here, maybe. Yeah, so actually, um, your mind is exactly aligned with mine. So even as a Bulls okay. fan, <laughs> I, of these three options, Jordan is the one I would not want a relationship with simply because he's had a lot of relationships yeah. that have started and ended. And so I don't want mm-hmm. any relationship of the Mary or F variety. Um and it's fair of the three he also is he is just is the biggest jerk of the three like if you didn't if come on if you wouldn't watch the last dance and be like man jordan's kind of a jerk like i mean come on i mean it's part of why he was so great because his competitiveness was unhealthy but uh so for that reason like it doesn't make me hate him it just makes me not want to marry him yeah and uh gretzky is Definitely not the prettiest face to look at every day compared to Tom Brady. So, yeah, I, I put Brady and then Gretzky and then Jordan for Mary F. Kill. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so we're right there. Yep. So. All right. All um, right. More, more love for all of you. Um, finish this mm-hmm. statement. Find yourself someone who loves you like blank loves blank, and it has to be sports-related. So like so a non-sports Dan Campbell loves kneecaps. Right. Yeah, a non-sports related Okay. um example would be like a fat boy loves chocolate cake. Okay. <clears throat> so just like a connection. Yeah. I got you. Okay, so like find someone who loves you like Rob Gronkowski loves spiking touchdowns. Yeah. Like spiking yeah. balls into the end zone. Oh. Okay. Or like huh. Well, that's my first one. Do you Yeah, have like one? Find yourself someone who loves you like Jose Canseco loves needles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you see that he got knocked out <laughs> in the did. barstool I event? Did. did you? <laughs> in like seven That's seconds. That's why he's on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to. Yeah. That, yeah. that was hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, find someone who loves you like. Hmm. I got one. Okay. Find yourself someone who loves you like Joe Buck loves hair plugs. <laughs> nice. Find someone who loves you like uh do, <laughs> Because you mentioned Joe Buck, I was thinking like more analyst. Did you see the Tony Romo thing no. with his pants? <laughs> <laughs> so there was a pictures of him he's wearing like light Uh-oh. gray pants i was trying to find a way to work this into the love you like someone but <laughs> i just 
it's funnier to tell the story. He, apparently, all guys are going to be able to relate to this. He had a little issue with a dribble Uh-oh. on <laughs> a little bit of leakage <laughs> on the light gray pants. Um, I mean, as the saying goes, no matter how much you wiggle or how much you dance, the last drop always ends <laughs> yep. up in your pants. Uh, might want to add in a couple more shakes there. At the, the mistake is wearing gray. <laughs> I mean, gray or yeah. tan, I, especially when you're yeah. in front of the cameras. And I'm assuming light, like bright lights. You know, got to go dark. Not gray, a good look. Yeah, you don't want to use black. A, yeah, a khaki. Yeah, yeah, khakis will get you every time. Uh, it's one of those things. Every guy has a revelation at some point at a time when it's could not I, be more inconvenient. I should not have worn khaki pants with a dressed in <laughs> with a tucked in dress shirt when I'm standing in front of a group of people after making a bath. I used so. to have when I was in high school I used to have this pair of blue basketball shorts that I really liked, but they showed yeah. every drop. Like even if I even if I yep. shook it real good and like I didn't actually have like leakage, there'd down. still be like the little droplets would like just appear on these shorts. It sucked. Yeah. It, some literally, I swear, like make. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Dude, like some reverse moisture wicking. And I would technology. always do the thing where I would like I would wash my hands but not dry them, and then as I'd walk out of the bathroom, I'd like oh, wipe yeah. them on the front. Shake yeah. it on the- And that way people yeah. ask me, be like, hey, look how much water there is. It's clearly yeah, a water, know, guys. Like, right? Get a little yeah. on your, sh- yeah, your shirt, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a strong move. Find, your- yeah. I mean, Find yourself someone who loves yeah. you, like Tom Brenneman loves homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong connection, yeah. A strong love yep. right there. Um well, honestly, like topically appropriate, find someone who loves you like Tom Brady loves winning Ooh, Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for a, every year, it's a never give. Find up yourself kind of someone love. who loves you like Tom Brady loves kissing children. <laughs> the other thing with him, do you see, it's like there's nothing wrong with this as a parent, but it's just it's easy to make fun of. He had, did an interview today where he said, yeah, it was a crazy night yeah. last night, um, spent with the family. Like, I slept in my daughter's bed. All my nieces and nephews were there. I only got a yeah. couple hours of sleep. It's like, dude, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And as a parent, like, I, that's cool. You afterwards went and spent time with your family, lay down, hold your kids. But when he's already teased for stuff like this, it's just a very quotable yeah, funny. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just funny. Uh, um. So, yeah, find someone who loves you like Brady loves his Find partner. yourself someone who loves you like O.J. Simpson loves black gloves. <laughs> find someone who loves you like State Farm loves losing quarterbacks. <laughs> I like that one. Um, let's see. I really like, I really like this. Um, find yourself someone who loves you like Michael Strahan loves bad dentistry. <laughs> Find someone who loves you like Jason Pierre-Paul loves There fireworks. you go. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, f- <laughs> find someone who loves you like Todd Bertuzzi loves paralyzing people. <laughs> time. Uh, I could keep going. This is I like this. 
Uh, <laughs> I should have like prepared more. Ahead. Find yourself I'm someone sure who we'll loves you like Tiger Woods later. loves prostitutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Find someone who loves. Uh, Here's one. Find someone who loves you like Josh Gordon loves. Oh come on! I like Josh Gordon. marijuana. He was always oh. getting <laughs> suspended for marijuana. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, what happened to Gordon? He's not on a roster, right? Because I know his suspension was removed, and then he went somewhere else for like the second half of the seat to the Patriots, right? Yeah, for he like did. a second half of a season, and then I think he's just off a yeah. roster right now. So. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Find yourself. Someone who loves you like Brady loves completing touchdown passes to four foot seven white guys. <laughs> you You're really on a Brady <laughs> tear right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's just the recent news. Find someone who loves you like Brett Favre uh, loves exposing himself. <laughs> <laughs> Find someone who loves you like Brett Favre loves Wranglers, not a sponsor. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, one more really good one here. Um, oh man. Um, I don't know. I might be out, but I, we should like revisit this question again in the future because it's, have some prepared, yeah. I like this. Could be like a recurring segment. Yeah. Find someone who loves you, like Barry prepare. Sanders we'll loves pre- retiring we'll prepare some more. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. This could be. Yeah, we'll come up next time. We'll prepare some more in advance, and I like the concept. We'll do huh. more of these. But for 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 Valentine's Day, it was an appropriate time to debut it. So find someone who loves you, like Aaron Hernandez loves bed sheets. <laughs> you said it not me, man. <laughs> and murder. I didn't say what the bed sheets were used for. Oh, I okay. just slept on them. Find someone who loves you like Urban Meyer loves abandoning programs when controversy <laughs> builds up. It's funny how that works. <laughs> oh, this is controversial. I should probably just leave. Yeah. I've decided to retire honorably. <laughs> I think I'm having a heart attack. Oh, no. <laughs> time to go (laughs) good luck with all this guys all right let's uh we have a couple segments left that we need to run through real quick here um let's start with sports acronyms haven't done these in a long time but basically you guys know what acronyms are and so we have acronyms that are all sports related that we came up with so why don't you start All right, so these are all Super Bowl-related acronyms. Um, the first one is DEFENSE, uh, and that stands for Discredit Everyone for Experiencing Nice Stops and Effort. So where I was going with this is that any quarterback who's ever played with a good defense, pretty much mostly Brady recently, is called lucky and is said that he was carried by his defense. Because apparently the rest of your team has to be garbage for any of your wins to count. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I yeah, we talked about this earlier. Um yeah. Yep. Uh I've So that's what defense means. I have Rob Gronkowski. Really okay. overt bro. Like he's just like obviously yep. a bro. <laughs> Get rowdy, <laughs> own the night. Knows yeah. only wins. Super Bowl yeah. killed it. Awesome. Uh I feel like that's a the short sentences too is like <laughs> the way he would describe yeah. himself. You know? <laughs> Get rowdy. Own the night. <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> killed it. Good point. I like that. Um, I like it. All right. Then I had referees. <laughs> really encourages fans mm-hmm. to endlessly rant everywhere everyone can see. So hmm. uh, okay. I say they really encourage it because they, have, they always have controversial calls. Um, and yeah. they that just or just fans to post about it wherever everyone can see and there's always more debate about it and way more talk than there should be yeah sometimes deserved sometimes not but either way it's always so yeah that's a good um and then goat g-o-a-t one of the most commonly used acronyms in all greatest of all time Uh, well, Packers fans, actually, this is a oh. misconception. They told me recently that what that actually stands for is luckiest and least talented quarterback of all time. And also, there's this cool thing with the English language. It's like a Da Vinci Code type thing. You An rearrange anagram. the letters enough times. Yeah. If you rearrange the letters in Go enough times, apparently there's a way you can make it spell Aaron Rodgers Whoa. somehow. So that's that is, pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Change some definitions, uh, move the goalposts huh. a few times. Aaron huh. Rodgers. Very That's cool. super cool. Good for good for Packers <laughs> fans. Yep. All right. This These next acronyms are brought this to next you acronym by is oh, Packers fans can sit on one. S I T O N O N E. Sit on one. The thing Packers fans will be doing. Cool. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right, let's skip the ad read. We need, we got to finish this episode. Right. Uh, UF an idiot for this week. Um, what do you have? I just got to give this to myself this week. I every once in a while I will I will name myself the effing idiot, and it's been a little while, but I've got to call myself the idiot for caring what stupid people say on Twitter. I've been really getting into it a lot. And I typically I engage with people a lot and am pretty argumentative anyway, which is not great, but uh, I've been doing it a lot the past few weeks. And honestly, though, like the the opinion of Pete in Iowa or Mike in Madison, Wisconsin has obviously no impact on the game or on anyone's legacy. So stupid people are going to say stupid things, but I need to take a step back and realize that I'm an effing idiot if I let it bother me. So I'm still working on it, but that's where I'm at. Well, my effing idiot is North Carolina basketball fans, and I know you said you didn't know what this was about, so this is what it's about. North Carolina beat Duke, and immediately the fans all flooded the streets in North Carolina to celebrate. Do they really? Yes. Like, he, aren't they below dude, 500? Dude, this still? is why it's the effing idiot. Okay. People were like, 
giving people in Tuscaloosa a hard time when they flooded the streets after Alabama won the freaking championship. <laughs> North Carolina and Duke, neither are ranked this year. North Carolina beats them, and the same kind of people <laughs> all flood the streets, no masks, no social distancing, and like, look, flooding the streets for beating an unranked team as an unranked team already would be stupid but then when you're also breaking covid protocol on top of it it's even stupider <laughs> it's that yeah. i it had to be an effing idiot for me it was awesome <laughs> that yeah that's well deserved like nobody's saying you can't be happy like if michigan and ohio state are both ranked and michigan beats them like i'm gonna be excited but yeah rushing the streets like have a little yeah like it's your rival like if if the packers and the bears were both like like if the bears were like a three-win team and the packers were like a six-win team i'm gonna get crazy if the bears beat the packers or whatever but it doesn't matter you're not gonna yeah (laughs) yeah you're right huh well that is well said and that's what we're frustrated about today we didn't do a silver lining share your frustrations oh (laughs) <laughs> we have no silver lining. We're just we we we're just a human black hole void of any emotion. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, you're right. My silver lining I do have is that now that the NFL season's over, which is disappointing, there's still a lot to be excited about in sports. NBA and NHL are still going strong unless you're a Detroit fan, then they're still <laughs> going. Uh March Madness is right around the corner. Uh as frustrating as Michigan basketball is man this sounded a lot more positive when i wrote it but now i have something to, co- to complain about for all these march madness is right around the corner i guess um baseball is coming hey, up closely behind that's mine um bucko okay well i'll transition over to you yeah i, I just wrote that pitchers, pitchers and catchers and report catchers. in like two weeks i don't know exactly when but very soon yeah um so yeah. and it's which we're both big baseball fans and we're yeah and it's excited, nothing against so nba or nhl or college basketball but i love baseball yeah. and even though the cubs are not going to be great this year i'm still looking forward to seeing what they can do um but yeah i think for me short term i am pumped for march madness this year mainly for the score cast uh, we have to figure out what we're going to do for the tournament yep. but well, i mean if we pick every game i know i know it's gonna be awesome be- because because not only is the for all the picks in the first round but then just a couple days later you start the oh, next yeah. round so we'll probably have to do like a few episodes that week or something well yeah we'll figure but it yeah it'll be, be it'll nuts. be so i'm so excited and tune it by the way speaking yeah. of that if you're still listening to this two plus hour episode um first of all you're crazy but second of all tune into our shoot your shot scorecast on wednesday because we're yep. going to recap all of our picks from the super bowl mm-hmm our crazy props and all that. I only yes, had a hundred picks. <laughs> only a hundred. <laughs> what an amateur. Well, yeah. Thank you for reminding me about the silver linings. But that is still what we're <laughs> frustrated about today. What about you? Share your frustrations with us or about us at Real FN Podcast on social media or frustrationnation at shootyourshotsports.com. Go voice your frustrations and leave us a review. 
And if you're frustrated that this episode is over after only two hours because you wanted to hear more, be sure to look for new episodes every Tuesday, everywhere you can get podcasts. Be sure to subscribe. If you get as frustrated as we do or you just enjoy hearing us gab, consider supporting the show on Patreon for a monthly subscription or Venmo tip jar for one-time donations. Every little bit helps. Even $1, which is one five hundredth of what the bond was set at for the Super Bowl streaker, makes a big difference for us and for him, I'm sure. We appreciate the support. Now get out there and frustrate the hate. Yay! Can't wait for Carson Wentz to be my quarterback. Yay! So that way I can yeah. end my life. Legends will tell of the the Carson Wentz and Jared Goff battles of the 2021 season will be legendary. I'm sure. I have so much I could say, but it's not worth worrying about because there's no official news on them. So, yeah, once news breaks, we'll <laughs> go there. But but for now, for I'm now, just gonna yeah sulk in the reality that the Bears have no positive future jeez <laughs> <laughs>